0: There he is. What's up, Tony? What's
1: up? You got me? You good?
0: Yeah. I'm just um I'm just about to press the live on the YouTube. You got it. Episode. Is this 39?
1: Oh <laughs> it did. like I'm the last person to ask.
0: <laughs> Let me double check.
1: Is that a Michael Vick jersey? No,
0: it's a Geno Smith.
1: I I think Michael Vick was what, number four or something?
0: Number one. Number one.
1: Yeah. Geno Smith. I thought this is rookie season because I thought he was going to be solid. now, Now you could sell that for like two bucks.
0: Yeah, not even probably. Right?
2: Yeah. Let me see. I'm going to go to the website. 39. Okay. We're we're on 39 this week. Ooh. Next week will be 40. Oh yeah.
0: Here we go. We're live now. Oh, yes. Welcome, everybody, to the Conspiracies, Crimes, and Curses podcast hosted by yours truly, Anthony Prevena and DJ Mad Max on a Thursday evening, 5 p.m.
1: hmm Absolutely. It's just, did you say Friday or Thursday?
0: Thursday. Wait, did I say Friday? I think I said Thursday, right? You could have been. You
1: could have. I mean... I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is, man. How you been? We're doing well. How about you? Pretty good. Um, just making my way through Prisoner of Azkaban.
0: Oh, you're reading the books. I watched all the movies this weekend. Almost done. What? I watched you know, all you're... the movies this weekend.
1: Yeah, they're on like every weekend, man. You would always find it on some network.
0: Yeah. What's the best one out of the whole series?
1: <laughs> we'll do this the first time I'm reading them. I've seen the movies like a million like, millions of times. Yeah. All the movies. All the movies are great. They're absolutely great. Like, you could definitely, you could definitely get by just watching the movies if you want. <clears throat> the books are just mostly just, like, a bunch of detail and they fit and they just sort of plug in the holes that you may have had watching. But I gotta tell you, man, like, if I ever wanted to, like, if, if I ever got a chance to meet J.K. Rowling, like, I would just like tell her like, you changed the way that people look at like, at like witches and wizards and magic and creatures and stuff like that with just one simple idea that I think she got on like a train, on a train ride somewhere in somewhere in England back in the um, back in the early 90s um it just it turned into a into a seven book just masterpiece just a global phenomenon that has led to not just movies but video games merchandise um did i say video games yeah video games video games merchandise and you can't forget the movies of course yeah, exactly. I said movies, video games, merch, which includes, like, clothing and stuff, clothing and items and stuff like that. Um, great musical soundtracks that will live in film history. Um, also, a huge-ass theme park, man, down in Florida. for right. in, uh, Down in uh, uh, Universal Studios, man. Yeah, it's been 20 years, it's been 20 years of a whole phenomenon aside from like Star Wars. Like Star Wars is just an empire that has just blown up for the past 40 years. It really has blown up though. The recent
0: movies are
1: horrible. Or <laughs> I mean, I have my little my my little opinions on them, but I'm on like but in terms of like Star Wars, I mean, there's I, I think Harry Potter has to be like has to be like second on that list in terms of franchises in terms of ideas that have blown up to global to global fathoms it's really it's really remarkable because prior to harry potter like the like the the the, um the, the connotations for a wizard or a witch very very negative very nasty very unusual very abnormal it wasn't really like it wasn't really in good taste to be you know wanting to be like to be like uh, a like a, a witch or i mean wizards i mean wizards are kind of like wizards are kind of very uh mysterious beings too they have their little people have have their little cons with them as well and you would, you really wouldn't see anybody want to impersonate them unless it's like Halloween, you know. Yeah. You know, women were women were hanged in Salem, Massachusetts, for apparently being witches back in sixteen
0: ninety two. And yeah, known as the Salem
1: witch trials. Uh huh. Like, so it really didn't have a good mark. Those type of things. That's so all. J.K. Rowling wrote those books, and then you started to figure you know after you read them you're like you know wait a second like a person like Harry Potter or Ron Weasley or Hermione Granger go through struggles in adolescence go through lives like how we do like it's like a real connection like it's 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 really amazing. Like oh, like I've gone through those experiences back in high school. Like just the same thing as as Ron Weasley did in Hogwarts. Now, while this is the real world, and they were in the in in the magical world, you could definitely still make those connections.
0: You could, and they're very relatable. They're definitely movies that will live on forever. And as we mentioned, Star Wars. Before. It's a franchise. Yeah, it's the franchise, and I was bringing up franchises. You could definitely say that Harry Potter is the number one franchise of movies of all time. Because if you look at Star Wars, people aren't too supportive of the the prequels and the sequels after the original trilogy. So you could definitely make the case and say that Harry Potter is the greatest franchise there is.
1: Well, don't forget because
0: they're because they're following books. Yeah. Now, don't
1: forget. Yeah, people. It's it's obviously not a hundred percent. People are on board because there were stuff in books that that the movies couldn't put in because you don't want uh, five hour movies. Now the Harry Potter movies are kind of a kind of a bear, like two and a half hours, maybe even three out uh, three and a half hours.
0: I'll tell you what, though, those three and a half hours goes by fast.
1: Exactly, especially Sorcerer's Stone. Especially, like Chamber of secrets, they go they go by <laughs> really quick. I'll put this in simple terms. put it in simple terms. J k. Rowling made magic look real. like she made she made magic look normal. And you know what I'm saying, like yeah. cause as I said, like like when you thought of witches, you think of like, the Wicked Witch and like really? Wizard
0: of Oz with broomsticks and bubbling cauldrons, yeah.
1: cauldrons and like nasty looking like
0: Hansel and Gretel.
1: Hansel and Gretel, I mean, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Blair yeah. Witch. Huh. I mean, yeah, the Blair Witch Project. That's another. That movie is just a disgrace, in my opinion. That movie is just. It was so hyped up when it came out. You watched the behind the scenes and the documentaries. There really wasn't anything behind the movie at all. It was just all well. Again. That
1: movie came out before the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, but the books were written during during the nineties. The Harry Potter ones, right? Yeah, Blair Witch I think came out when, think in ninety eight or
0: ninety nine. Yeah, something like that It came out when I was very young or right before I was born, but. I don't know. It's just a, a movie that never interested me. I watched it. I didn't like it. It's just a bunch of screaming the whole time. You never get to see the actual witch. It's just.
1: Speaking of, and and, and this is a really good uh, transition, um, away from like Harry Potter. I mean, because I'm almost done with Prisoner of Azkaban. But like, do you like do you like found footage horror films? I think I think that they're brilliant. I think you, it's. When you say found footage, uh, what do you mean
0: exactly by found footage?
1: Blair Witch, Paranormal Activity, um, The Gallows.
0: Oh, so um, those type of movies with the cameras. Yeah, I don't like those movies. Yeah, I, I don't like them. Cloverfield. Oh, I just, it
1: it puts like a new perspective into horror because it's not like over. It's, it's not like it's not like expensive Hollywood cameras. Like this is like it's almost like you're in somebody's home while this is happening. Like the first, like the first paranormal, paranormal activity was, was an absolute brilliant
0: movie. It was brilliant. And then it was ruined by the four sequels that they had.
1: Uh, yeah. It, they, they weren't, they weren't as good, but at least they were scary. You know, they had, um, they had, they had their moments. Some, some sequels were better than others, but they were, but they, but they like, there's there's just something about like raw footage that is just so like creepy that's really creepy like you remember the movie signs the yeah. science like, movie with Mal Mal Gibson. Gibson and uh walking phoenix mm-hmm. um you know like the scene where um the Joaquin birthday party yeah yeah that is found That is found footage.
0: Yeah, that's a great scene, though. It's very effective.
1: It's really effective, man. I'm telling you, raw, found footage, home video, man. Like, because everybody has home videos. At least there was a time back then. I mean, probably not now. But it, that's, just, like, that's just so effective.
0: I can't remember, looking back on that scene, though, where did he find that, to be more precise, Joaquin Phoenix find that videotape?
1: I think it was on a news report.
0: Oh, it was just on a news report. Cause remember, wasn't he playing around with VHS tapes? I think so. I
1: haven't. I really have not seen that movie in, in its entirety. Like it doesn't really like interest me.
0: Oh, in you, you, it doesn't interest you. You should check that out, though. That's actually a solid movie, in my opinion.
1: Oh, like how they live out in like the cornfields. Yeah. And there's like the freaking signs. Yeah. Out on the cornfields, but. Like Blair Witch, I mean, it's. I think it's very well done. I could see how you don't want to. I I could see how you don't really see the scares. But I guess that's just the point of it. Like, is it better to like not see, like, like the horror? Like, okay, okay, not now.
0: Now I'm gonna chime in. Now, the fact that you know, is it scarier if you don't see the the scares and the horror and all that? If you look at Jaws. That's actually a movie yeah. that's very effective when you don't even see the shark, and it worked because the shark wasn't working in the beginning of the film. So they had to yeah. use cameras underwater so, to be the, so you could see it from the perspective of the shark, and that was uh, that worked great. Blair Witch, exactly. when you're just screaming all over the place, it's it's more just annoyance. noise. Mm-hmm. It's it's found footage. Yeah. <laughs> they, found the,
1: they found the camera. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. I'm just a big fan of found footage because, like, it's just something new. It's something different to look at, and like, it's it's not overproduced. It's not like gory. See, no CGI. You know, no CGI. See, like it's just like that. Hundred percent. You know, horror movies
0: all over the place with CGI. All movies today have that it's the new wave sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you know it's just
1: you know you know what movie i was watching last night like the first like 15 minutes of um with my with a good friend of mine the amityville horror from 1979 oh yeah with um what's his name uh Uh, Brolin. brolin yeah i forget his first it's not I don't think it's I think Josh it's James. James Brolin. James Brolin. James Brolin. Yep. And um that's a real good movie too. It's now it's classic. not found footage. It's a classic. Really really good movie. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> it's way better than that disgraceful remake that came out in 2005. Oh with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. yeah, I'm
1: telling my buddy that. He's like it's just it's a lot of just a lot of nonsense. Well, people people to this day still think that Amityville a hoax and it's a real shame because you know, the family just has just probably all pretty much have had their lives messed up from whatever happened in that house back in 1975 and people will never believe them. They could put out as many documentaries, write as many books as possible, man, but no one is ever going to believe a word they say. And
0: they'll all think that everything they're doing is just for profit.
1: Yeah. And what I heard too, is that like, my buddy told me that, like, six I think he said that since then, like, six families have lived in the house. They said that nothing's happened, like, the house is clean.
0: Hmm. That's interesting.
1: And then he told me that he would he watched, um, because like, he's like a he's really big into Amityville horror stuff. The book, he's watched all the sequels too. Um, like, The Possession
0: that's the second one, and the, th- the third one is Amityville
1: 3D. Yeah, and he watched uh, Amityville 4, um, Evil Escapes. Evil Goes to Manhattan.
0: Like Jason um, goes to Manhattan. Or Jason takes Manhattan.
1: Jason takes over Manhattan. Yeah. (laughs) um, He told me that he he was watching um, a documentary of the, which was made by the oldest son of the Lutz family. And it was just about his experiences in the house. And he said that His parents, the two Lutz parents, were really big into like the occult, into like satanic objects and like reading satanic books. So he theorizes that when the family left in the middle of the night, whatever was in the house, like followed them and left the house, which is why the house hasn't really had any sort of experience since then. But I still wouldn't live in the house, to be quite honest. Yeah, I'm not no. Sure. There was murders that went on in there. you, you know the murders. Yeah. In 1974. Yeah. The. Uh, know, the defense, right? Yep. He shot. He shot his parents. He shot his two sisters and two brothers. All while sleeping at night, and they still. They still don't really have have a motive for that. They say drugs. Some say drugs. Some say demonic possession, like there was something in the house that told them to do it. Again, it's all speculation, but like (laughs) something drove that family out of that house in in 28 days, dude. That's less than a month. Yeah. Like I said, it's a shame because the story is never going to be completed because people are just going to be like,
0: you're just going to write it off,
1: write it off you could read any of the books, you could watch any of the other documentaries and you could still just be like, eh, I still don't believe it. They even had the Warrens go there to uh, investigate Ed and Lorraine way back then. Didn't they say
0: that they believed that there was something going on in the house?
1: I think, yeah, I think they believed, but still
0: people still wrote them off. Yeah. People did think that they were just nut jobs out there for money. Yeah.
1: But let's um let's move to something a little bit more away from paranormal <laughs> in the real world, and that's um um football and basketball. Yeah, in New York City, they're both they are both dumpster fires. But I want to, but we but we're going to talk about for some time left in this podcast. It shouldn't be that long of a uh, of, of a discussion
0: about what's worse. I'm looking at the the football records of the New York Jets and the New York Giants, and I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, I think football is worse. If you because I've looked at the entire history, I looked at the entire history of the New York Jets. Do you realize the Jets, in their fifty-four seasons, they've only made the playoffs fourteen times? So,
1: are we <laughs> going all time, like in franchise histories, or are we to go? We, like we, could go time? we could go there. We could go there. Are we going to go for? Past ten years, past Past twenty years, years. I'm going to say the same thing. I think
0: football, I think it's just been a total disgrace. The the Jets haven't made the playoffs since 2010. Now, past twenty,
1: past twenty years, I would say, I would say basketball is worse. Yeah, because the Giants have won two Super Bowls. The Jets went to two AFC Championship games, and for the past twenty years, the Knicks have been horrible. Yeah. and the Brooklyn Nets have been middling. They made they, they made the NBA finals back-to-back years, but they still couldn't get over the hump. So, it all depends on perspective and how long we go. If you wanted like would you just rather want to do like recent like like in like uh recent years, like let's yeah, say we, like
0: we can do that. So, we, let's let's break down the Jets. So, after the the, the two back-to-back AFC championships, the team just falls apart. They were never right again. The, the following two years after the AFC championship, they had losing seasons, missed out on the playoffs both times. Then they bring in Geno Smith for an 8-8 eight and eight season. I mean, there was hope there as I'm wearing a Geno Smith jersey now, which is just my layer on jersey because I don't feel like wearing anything too nice, so I'm just wearing this. Um, the year after that, I believe they went, what was it, 4-12? and 12? Was that the, the year after 8-8? Eight eight? I, I believe so. That would have No way,
1: but like, so they made, so they went to the AFC title game against the Steelers in 2010. Then 2011, they still stuck with Sanchez. Remember, because it wasn't like they just dumped Sanchez at that loss. Yeah. No. So Mark Sanchez. So let me look at, um, that would be the 2011 New York Jets.
2: Yeah, that's correct.
1: Right after, yep, eight and eight. Rex yeah. Ryan still your head coach. Mike Tannenbaum is still your GM. They were eight and eight. <clears throat> um, let me see here. Mm-hmm. Yep, I mean, Mark Sanchez was still your um. Yeah. Then they were he was still
0: still your quarterback. Six and what was it six and um? Was it six and ten that year? They went. What do you mean? The year after that? The year after the
1: AFC championship? No, they went – wait, the the, the the Jets? The Jets, yeah. The, after the Steeler game where they lost, AFC title game. They went 8-8. They, they went 8-8. Eight and, eight. and then the year yeah. after that, they went 6-10, and 10, right? Yep, 6-10. and 10. Yeah. That was still Rex Ryan. And I think – hi. <laughs> I think Rex Ryan was still there because – Todd Bowles doesn't come until, what, 2015? 2000,
0: yeah. And then we have another 8-8 eight and eight season. That's Geno Smith's rookie season. Rex Ryan's still the head coach. I believe Itzik is the GM at this point.
1: Yep. After they fire Tannenbaum, they bring in John Itzik.
0: Horrible. One of the worst managers in Jets history. You ain't kidding. You
1: ain't kidding. And uh-huh. so then that that 2014 they go four and twelve. This was the year that they um let me see. Was this the year they went one and yep, they started the year, they started the year one and eight. Had an in had a, had they they had an injured, ineffective quarterback in Geno. They had Michael Vick as the backup, who was very who was a middling like quarterback. He wasn't anything like he once was. Team was garbage. Horrible. John,
0: John. Nothing beats that game against the Chargers. I think they were losing thirty-five nothing. And Michael Vick comes in. Is it wasn't Which that game? wasn't that, that year?
1: The it was two? a game against the Bills. Yeah. Game against the Bills and like Gino threw like God, I think like three like three picks and then Michael Vick like then Michael Vick like turned the ball over three times. He had six turnovers that game. Then Monday after John Idzig goes to the media and says, Everything's fine, you know, we yeah, all, I remember that. We're all working in a in, in a tight unit. He says something along the lines of like the quarterback is like on the same level as like any any other position on the field. Cause he tried to like Make it seem like,
0: oh, well, we're all on board. He, he he tried to hide how bad Geno Smith was. He you know he just went exactly. along with it. There you go. He just, just tried to disguise it, and it turned out to be a disaster.
1: So that was the last year of Rex, the four and twelve disaster. Then yeah. then twenty fifteen is Todd Bowles, ten and six. Mike McCaffrey. You, you thought McCaffrey. there was a good light at the end of the tunnel,
0: and there never was with that team.
1: They lost the game in Buffalo. This was the Ryan Fitzpatrick year. Choked it away. Ryan Fitzpatrick had the best season for a quarterback in Jets history.
0: Which is insane, but...
1: One could hope that Darnold could, you know, hopefully break those numbers. I mean, you mean a franchise quarterback can't be better than Ryan Fitzpatrick in one year? I mean, come on. Let's pick it up. Yeah, I know. Let's... Like, like, let's Ryan really? Start. How old was he? Thirty-four, right? When he was on the Jets, thirty-four.
0: Something like that. He
1: wasn't. He he, he certainly wasn't young.
0: No, and he, he Fitzpatrick was never that great of a QB.
1: And you've got your franchise quarterback here in Donald. So why can't he be like so? So why can't so why can't he beat the 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 great Fitzpatrick stats
2: yeah.
1: of a one seed to the playoffs? So twenty sixteen after they lose again. They're 5-11, and 11. and this is when, you know, people were starting to get a little eh, like with bowls because he had that good season the year before, and it still was just garbage.
0: Yeah, people wanted him gone that year. I, You know what? I, I was getting sick of it. Brandon Marshall just wasn't even present that year at all. The, the, the team just yep. – was it Sheldon Richardson and uh, Brandon Marshall fighting in the locker room? Was that it? Revis and Marshall fighting, too.
1: I think twenty fifteen was where was when Ik and Gino got in, like Ik punched him.
0: All the fight yeah, it broke his jaw.
1: All no why fights. and and that's and that and that's how how you got Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick started because Gino broke his jaw.
0: Just imagine so, how would that season have gone if we had Geno Smith as quarterback still?
1: It wouldn't have been ten and six.
0: Yeah, it probably wouldn't have. So.
1: 2016, 2017, 2018, Jets went 5-11, and 5-11, and and then finally 4-12. and 12. And then that's where we are right now with, with Adam Gase with the season he had 7-9. and seven nine. And, nine.
0: and it doesn't reflect how he's coached his team. That 7-9 and record is way better than he's coached.
1: <laughs> and we know how bad the Giants are. You know, we know we, they went through the Ben, the ben McAdoo, Pat Shermer, oh. all that nonsense. Now let's now let's do basketball. Let's do like the team that you know has been a dumpster fire. Oh yeah, the New York, year New York Knicks. Yeah. I want to see since we since we went back a little far with the Jets, let's do after the year after the Knicks were good, which was 2013. So let's look at the 2014 New York Knicks. I believe so they,
0: they won Fifty something. That wasn't no. It wasn't fifty. They were. They, I feel like they had chances that season. They just couldn't capitalize on it because Phil Jackson was just brought into that organization, which made things. Them- this was.
1: This was Derek Fisher as the head coach. They went seventeen and sixty-five. Seventeen and sixty-five. This was when at midseason. The, they they traded Shumpert and J.R. Smith to <laughs> the Cleveland
0: Cavaliers for nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. Let me see here. The next season, 2015, 32 and 50. So they won 32 games. And oh my god. And this was when Fisher was fired, and they, and they brought in Kurt Rambis on
0: February. Oh, oh when the de- what was the defense, like 22nd oh. or something, 22nd in the league, and then they went to the 29th worst defense in the league? Oh, my
1: God. This season was notable as Kristaps Porzingis was, was drafted fourth overall in that year's draft. So let's go to 2016, the next year. Next year, they go 31-51. and 51 so back to back seasons of 30 or of 30 or more wins which still for like as as, as a Nick fan is bad yeah this was jeff No, this was jeff hornishek first year
0: he was horrible
1: too the next year after that under jeff Hornacek, they go 29 and 53 and then 2018 2019 did david, david fisdales first year his only full year they go 17 and 65. Uh, so what's worse? Football or basketball?
0: I don't know. Uh, it's, I, don't, I, I, said, I said football, but the, the, those Knicks records from over the years are just brutal. They're brutal.
1: Now, you could say – now, could you say that the Knicks have drafted better than the Jets recently? Because no. Porzingis really wasn't that bad. Porzingis – on paper, was not a bad pick.
0: It, it wasn't. The thing is now it's gone. It's a waste. So it was just all, all this hype for nothing. This was the guy. This was the guy, you know, to lead the franchise, bring him back into the playoffs, make him a great team again, and look how that panned out. Look how that worked. Now he's off in Dallas. You know, it's just – I don't know. I don't know who else they drafted. The Kevin, Kevin Knox, Frank, Frank Milikina. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, Franklin Okina was bad. Yeah, that was – that pick was horrible. I I'm sorry. Just – I gave him a chance because I I was a tough critic of Porzingis like every Knicks fan was, but he never performed.
1: Never, never did.
0: Horrible pick.
1: But, you you know, you could look at it this way, though. What's worse? Maybe maybe, maybe we should judge it on – who has the brighter tunnel of getting out of their woes because that'll show which one is worse the one with the one with the the one with the darkest path out is going to be the worst one off i think basketball's worse yeah the jets have something on the table here they have, they have a franchise quarterback franchise let's hope Let's yeah. beat Fitzpatrick's stats
0: first. Yeah. <laughs> You're really keen on Sam Darnold beating those stats.
1: No, but why not though?
0: Yeah, he like, should.
1: Like, like this guy is supposed to be better than Ryan Fitzpatrick at Fitzpatrick's age, and, Fitz, and Darnold is like is half his age. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Jets have something brewing, man. They've got it. They've got players on the team. Tom Brady just left the AFC East. The Bills, as good as they are, the Bills are good, but they're not the Patriots of what people know them to be.
0: No, not at all. The the, the thing with the Jets is they still don't have corners, in my opinion. The corners are horrible. They need a pass rusher. Jadavian Clowney just turned out a huge deal, apparently, with the Browns. So how about we get him to the Jets somehow? Let's establish a defense that can rush the opposing quarterbacks.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: <laughs> it's like obvious, right? Like you're looking at it and you're like, bring this guy in. Yeah, just bring him in. You know, people are people critics of Jadavia Clowney. I get it. But this is the only move the Jets can make, really. Let's bring in a pass rusher that can get the job done. And he won't mail it in like Mo Wilkerson did.
1: And here's another thing why I say basketball's worse, too. With, like, the Knicks... The Knicks seem that the, the Knicks put themselves in situations where it seems like they don't get what they, they don't get what they need. They don't get the first round pick. They will say, well, they, well, they do have first round picks, but, but they don't get the, the, the number one pick, I mean. No, they
0: never get the first round pick. They, they don't get the last year. No, and but I don't understand it because this is the New York Knicks. The Knicks are what? The most valuable franchise in the NBA. But the right reputation, Now the Jets don't have
1: problems bringing in people, man. They have, they signed Le'Veon Bell. Dude, they brought, they, they brought in Brett Favre. Yeah. Brought in Brett Favre years ago. They brought in, uh, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson. They brought in San Antonio Holmes and Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall. They, they've brought in a good amount of people. They brought in, they've, they they've they brought in Fred Gore. They've had names. Yeah. They've had names on this team. It's just that, like, you know, coaching has been horrible. Front office has been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Their drafting has been, has been abysmal. Oh. But the Knicks just – the Knicks were just unlucky. The Jets just have, like, an in, incompetent, in like, incompetent organization. operation. And so do the Knicks, who – so, and so really do the Knicks. But the Knicks, the Knicks are unlucky. The yeah. Knicks don't get, like, the, the Knicks didn't get Zion.
0: No, they didn't, they didn't get KD. They didn't get Kyrie. They're not going to get all these other future stars in the future. The drafts. They didn't get LeBron. They didn't get LeBron. They didn't get him either. They, they, lost, they lost a draft
1: pick to get um, LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, yeah. they, they weren't in the right position to draft uh, Steph Curry. No. You know, like, it's just, it's, it's all luck. So that's why I believe like, my final answer is I think basketball is worse. Yeah.
0: After t- discussing all this, going into this discussion, you know, I was looking at the, mostly football and I was going to make the conclusion of saying that the worst thing in New York is for sports is football, but it's apparent now, basketball. It's just horrible. Completely mm-hmm. horrible. And I was reading an article this morning about Amari Stoudemire. They were questioning about his time there with the Knicks and the Phil Jackson era, which we know is probably the, the worst era for the Knicks in recent years. <laughs> and he gets into the triangle. Players on the team weren't ready to even play in that system. They didn't want to. So that's why it didn't work out apparently. he was like they shouldn't blame the coach or the, the, the president of the team, Phil Jackson, because the players didn't even want to get yeah. involved with that system the triangle offense. So that's why I never gelled or meshed together. But I still hate Phil Jackson. I still think he ruined the team. He set them back two decades, and he should always be remembered for it.
2: hmm
0: I get you. Horrible executive. Even you said that. Great coach, horrible executive.
1: Absolutely, just like Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Greatest of all time. He's not a good owner. No, for the Hornets, no, not at all. Uh, Larry Bird, Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame player, pretty good coach. He brought his Indiana. He brought State. his Pacers. Well, he had a really good Pacers team. That's the thing. But his job as a as an executive for the Pacers, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. That they had their time is with like Paul George, George. Roy Hibbert, Lance, Jorge, Steve. uh, Lance Stevenson. Yep. But it happens, man. Sometimes it just doesn't translate, right? So before we head out of here, um, I got to say, um, justice for George Floyd, it's a yeah. freaking war zone in Minneapolis right now. It's sick. This reminds me of Ferguson, dude, like Ferguson, Missouri.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's happening in so many cities. Like, how many cities have to be, have to be torn down? Like, how many people have, have to get killed?
0: Yeah. And you know like, what? All, all these people want is just justice. That's all they want. That's all everyone's asking for. You know, that's all people want. And they're not moving on it. They, they did fire the officers, but they haven't arrested them yet.
1: They want that they will. People want him to be charged, yeah. which eventually will
0: happen. Yeah. I
1: think that the outcry is too big. I think eventually, like, something like the needle will move to a certain direction.
0: And it it doesn't end, Pimenta. We talked about this. You know, this relates back to the Rodney King riots and everything. And just talking about just the whole NWA era shit on Compton. We were on that discussion a couple shows ago. This goes far beyond racist cops in L.A. They're all over the place if you think about it.
1: Yeah, well, this well, this was in this was in Minnesota.
0: It's been happening all over. Did you hear about the the cops they, they, in NYPD when they did you hear about Dave East? He was arrested a few weeks ago. Oh no, nah. no, they arrested him for I guess he didn't have a signal light on or he, he ran through a signal. They arrested him and they did a unwarned. I'm pretty sure an unwarranted search of the car. They found marijuana, of course, like an
1: like an un like a unreasonable
0: search of the car. Yeah, and, and they punched him in the eye. Really?
1: Yeah. Wow. I'm not hurt this.
0: Yeah, I could send you the video. He, he said they punched him in the eye. Sure, you can wow. see the brood on it, so it's... it's yo, brood right. on the pilot, but... And my
1: buddy was telling me, like, yo, like, yo, like, they freaking filmed, like, the cop, like, like, having his knee on, on George Floyd's uh, a neck. And I'm like, yeah, dude, we're going to... We're going to see everything being filmed now, dude. Everything, every instance being filmed. I'm going to paraphrase a quote by Will Smith. He said that, uh, and he said, and I quote, racism, racism didn't end. It's just getting filmed. That's from Will Smith himself. Of course, I'm paraphrasing that, but it's just, it's it's, it's the sad truth. And eventually I think something is going to happen where they're going to get charged. If they get convicted, that's a whole different story. Yeah, it's... because I know that the that the cops that the cops that killed Eric Garner six years ago in New York, um, they didn't get charged. No, they didn't they, get they, charged they, at all. It was like a football team on it. Yeah, it was like it was like ten guys. Yeah,
0: it, 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 unbelievable. And, and then you see all these mass shooters out here. The one the one that shot up the the church down south. Dylan Roof. They yeah, they, they gently you know place these guys in handcuffs and, and the guy, these- the,
1: the kid that uh, the kid that shot up uh, Stoneman Douglas, uh, Nicholas Cruz. Yeah. They freaking gently placed him on the grass.
2: Yeah.
1: And they pushed him on the on the grass, and stuff. You know. And what I want to know is like when I and when I was watching the video, I was like. I was like, I was like, is this even like an arrest? Because he's literally, it's like, they're not even like, they're not even like talking through with the guy. He's just like, his knee is just on the guy's neck. Yeah. He's just, he's looking up into, in, into somebody's face. And I'm just like, are you making an arrest? Or are you just like sitting there? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. He wasn't he's, resisting arrest either. If they had him under he was arrest. down. He was still. Yeah. I mean, like I just don't—I don't get it at all. I don't get it at all, man. But this is—but this is every single time, man. This is a this. This I remember Ferguson, Missouri got torn up. Baltimore a couple of years ago got torn up. They weren't allowing people into the into the um, Oriole Ballpark in the Camden Yards. You, you know Camden Yards, right? Yeah. They they had games where there were no where no one was allowed. It was, it was an empty stadium because yeah. of riots and like it it it's it's, hap- it's happening all over the country. And yeah. Minneapolis is torn apart. Target was Target was burned down. People were looting the the store. It's crazy. It's it, it, absolutely it's, crazy. It's
0: just, it's just like even during a pandemic this bullshit is still going yeah. on. You know what I mean? Even the come on man. It's have you talked about it with with it with
1: any guests?
0: Um, I touched on it last night on what my guest, you know, he just said it was an unfortunate. We need peace and everything. And it's, I don't think it's ever I, gonna end. It's always gonna be here.
1: It's I, I, I agree. You can get as many white people involved, and you really should get involved. But like, it's just it's a mindset, dude. It's a century old mindset.
0: I told you, I told you about the public safety officer what you was doing, the members at the station.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I didn't even know the kid.
0: I, I told you that. They were IDing our members. Uh-huh, our and, you, members. and you freaking stood up. Yeah. And you, and you stood up. Yeah. You did a
1: real man's job. Yeah. Standing up, man, putting your own self in that position, man, because you're like high up in, in on the e-board, you know? Yeah. So and you wanna like and I know that you wanna be on like a good rapport with public safety, but like when you see some sketchy shit like that go down, man, you're not step you're not stepping down.
0: Yeah, no. they're, they're very <laughs> sketchy. You you know this, even you said it. You said you think they have racist tendencies, you really
1: Well absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: Especially W S J U, you kidding me? Yeah. I told you, man, they're <laughs> when I <told laughs> you, they were looking for a reason. People laughed. It, it, that's all they were doing.
2: Yeah. And they that's probably all they're
1: doing Oh, absolutely. You know what's sad? Like these instant, usually these incidences are put on the public, into the public eye, once or twice a year, really. Obviously, there's thousands of different cases some small some big that go unnoticed it's just that now we're getting it all on film in recent years in the past couple of weeks man it's been back to back to back first friggin first 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 ahmad down south then that then that idiot woman threatened to call the cops on the on the on the black man in 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 the park because all because all the man wanted was for the woman to put her dog on a leash yeah and then I think it's like I think it was like 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 a week later, like this week, the whole the, the George Floyd stuff blew up. Yeah, it's been back to back to back to triple whammy of this nonsense, man. And who knows what's going to happen next week? I don't happen know. any time. And, and with the pro-
0: just, and the- all these happen in the fourth year of a term. Sorry, what was that? In the last year of a president's term. If you look at it, the last oh. year of Obama's presidential term, that was when all hell was breaking loose. There were riots everywhere, protests
1: everywhere. Like I stood, and but it but it was mostly like once or twice a year on camera or public notice. Obviously, as I said, there's thousands of more that go that go unchecked, sadly unchecked, because there's no camera involved, there's no There's nothing like that. There's nothing. There's there's no record, but they happen. Some small, some big.
0: I I I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot that happen out there, and they just don't get any media coverage. Absolutely. You know. But now,
1: but but I'm guaranteeing you, man, we're gonna start seeing more. Everybody's gonna be having their phone out. Yeah. Any and any sort of like any sort of police encounter is going to have a camera on them. Every single one. Yeah. Every one because they're, because now the police departments of this country are on check from now on until there's some sort of reform, which I don't know what, I don't know what reform we're really proposing here because it's a mindset, man. You can't wire human beings. It's a century-old mindset where people look, where people in law enforcement, yes, they overstep their bounds because they want to present power. But it's just, it's a really sick mindset.
0: It is. It's just, when is it going to end? And like I said before, it's never going to end. It's, it's a sad state that just goes on in this country over and over and over again. We're all tired of it and I I really just don't know, you know, there's gotta be more people got to use their voices out here. That's all I gotta say. People in power have to use their voices. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. But let's, um, let's wrap this up here. I'll do my social Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H nine six.
0: My Instagram Twitter is at the real max T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. You can follow me there. Go check out all of our previous episodes, podcasts on my website, maxrcoghlan.com, M-A-X-R-C-O-U-G-H-L-A-N.com. You go to the shows tab under shows, you'll see Conspiracies, Crimes, and Curses. You'll find all of our previous podcasts. Like I said before, we're also available on Anchor and Podbean and Spotify podcasts as well. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Last words, Pavena? Next week, before we get to the last word, next week, are we doing 7.30? Are we doing 5?
1: Um, I'll let you know during the week. Yeah, let,
0: let me know Wednesday because I woke up late today because I didn't know what time you wanted to do it, so I woke up at, like, 1.20 with a text message. Like, what are you, what?
1: hibernating?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I went, to, I went to bed late last night. I went to bed around, like, 30. Oh,
1: my God. Was so. you like, mixing, doing, like,
0: I was editing, like, stuff for my shows and interviews and stuff. I put a nice uh, recap together for my interview. It took a long time. But, you know, um, that's what I was pretty much doing on 3.30. And then I woke up. I saw your tech. I was like, you're like, let's do it 1.30. And I was just like, oh, that's, like, in 10 minutes. I was like, I just woke up. So, um, yeah, we did it at 5. Yeah, just, just let me know Wednesday. And, then, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. On Wednesday, like, text me, like, what time? Like, text yeah. me, like. All the time, so I so I could like let you know that.
0: Do you, do you get my emails that I send you, or do you just use the when I text it to you the id and all? Just well, I do get
1: emails, but I usually just look for the text first.
0: All right, yeah, because I I, send, I usually send it to your email, then I'll send it to your text. So I'm trying to figure out a better way. hmm It's
2: fine. righty
0: Alright, so last word, guys.
1: Um, be good, be safe, be healthy. Um. We'll see you all next week. So long, guys. Thanks for tuning in.